Welcome back to the Aging Project Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Craft, and together, my friends, we're on a mission to age well, bloody well, if I'm being honest. Let's be real, though. We all need guidance when it comes to aging well, and that's why we've gathered the best possible support team for us. No topic is off limits, and I promise to ask all the right questions, your questions. Before we dive in, don't forget to join our growing community of women from around the world. Sign up at theagingproject.com.au and become part of the Aging Project community. You'll gain access to our treasure trove of podcast episodes, our free five-day morning challenge, and did you know we now have an online store called You Must Try It? It includes products we've discovered from our podcast guests and community. Think low-tox skincare, low-tox makeup, supplements, and more. You'll only find products we've tried, tested, and we love at youmusttryit.com. Are you ready to begin today's episode? Alrighty, let's do it. We're meant to change. Like, we're just meant to. If you think about, you know, from the moment you were born up until you start your menopause journey, you change so much. And I think in our society, we're sort of trying to put the brakes on that, which leads into aging. It's just like, no, I don't want to go there, but it's meant to happen. It's, it's, it's the cycle of life. Today's guest is Jane McCann, otherwise known as the middle-aged goddess on Instagram. And no, look, she doesn't think she's a goddess. In fact, far from it. The name represents Jane's sense of humour, which you will find is completely wonderful and infectious. She began her page a few years ago when she was unable to find middle-aged women amongst the oh-so-young and flexible yoga goddesses out there. She's the type of woman who will make you smile. She has the most incredible laugh and she radiates a certain kind of inner confidence that I believe only really comes with age. We have asked Jane onto the show to share her experience of menopause and now that she's on the other side, what helped her and her community. From a new life motto to staying committed to daily practices, we will cover it all. Please welcome Jane McCann. Jane, you truly are a goddess, middle-aged, young age, old age, queen-ager, whatever you think you are, you are just a plain old goddess, full stop. <laughs> Thanks, Shelley. I have just come across the term queen-ager. I quite like yes, it. Yes, well, it's, it's a good one, isn't it? Because I do feel like we're having our second uh, youth, I guess. And, you know, I wouldn't go back to being a teenager for anything in the world. I've got a, a tweenager at the moment and a teenager. And I can, look, oh, God, there is no way you could make me live those years again. Not one ounce in hell would I choose to be a teenager again, but a queenager, that I can do. Absolutely. And, you know, in I discovered this a while ago. In Chinese medicine, they actually call the, the right of going through menopause your second spring, which I really love because, you know, it sounds sounds moist doesn't it you step in spring like instead of this sort of dried up like horror story that we're given here in the west it's like yeah welcome to your second spring that's interesting because other cultures obviously do have an enormous respect for their elders, where the knowledge comes from, um, this beautiful second spring from the eastern culture and yet what are we called crones or 
just oldies or used up has beens. <laughs> All sorts of delightful terms. Even the term crone has been turned into something negative where it's actually not. The crone was the woman in the village that had all the wisdom, yeah, but we've turned it into, you know, oh, she's the bent over wicked old lady. It's just not the case. And, I mean, look, I could talk about menopause forever, but, um, yeah, I really think you're right. I think we need to honour it more in the West than we actually do. Do you think for you, look, I know you've had defining moments throughout your life and your page actually started as, um, I guess, a yoga marketing platform for your your business and what you do. And then as you started to go through perimenopause and menopause, you were sharing so much of that with your audience. Um, did you find that sort of like therapy or were you reaching out for other people to say, hey, yes, that I'm going through that too. Yes, I've had those symptoms. I mean, there's such a, a broad, crazy range of things that different women do go through during that perimenopause days. Uh, were you reaching for knowledge or were you just calling out into the ether that maybe someone's going through the same thing? Is there anyone else out there feeling the way I do? Yeah, that's basically what it was. And I think since the time, you know, sorry, ladies, but uh, menopause for me basically from perimenopause to postmenopause was really a 10-year adventure. And, and I think, you know, when I first started talking about it on Instagram maybe seven or eight years ago, I was looking for the information and I was looking for the good news and it was really hard to find. It is much easier to find now because there's women out there in the global community sharing information and sharing how they feel. But, yeah, that was initially it was a call for help because I did not know what was going on with my body and my mind you know, I went to an all-girls Catholic school and I was told, well, at 50-year periods, just stop. But I was like 44, 45, going, what the hell is going on? And even, I'm going to go on a ramble now, but even my GP was like, and she was a woman, was going, no, you're too young. And I'm like, well, then what's happening to me? And the answer to that question was, well, maybe you need some antidepressants. And I'm like, I'm not depressed. That That's a whole other podcast, what happened there. But, you know, I had to really, I had to doctor shop and um, spend a lot of money trying to find someone that could inform me on what was happening to my whole self. And you found that fabulous person who said, hey, this is common. This is normal. This, all these symptoms, whether it be uh, the hot flushes or the brain fog or the absolute mood swings, this is all meant to happen. And I think that's a big thing for us to This is, as you say, coming into your second spring. Yes, we're meant to change. Like we're just meant to. If you think about you know, from the moment you were born up until you start your menopause journey, you change so much. And I think in our society we're sort of trying to put the brakes on that, which leads into ageing, where it's just like, no, I don't want to go there, but it's meant to happen. It's, it's, it's the cycle of life. 
Yeah. And we're the lucky ones who get to go through it, albeit in, in all its glory. Um, as I mentioned, you did have some defining moments in your life that have brought you to this beautiful place of, I think, contentment and uh, comfort factor in your own body. Can you tell us a little about your journey to becoming the beautiful middle-aged goddess that you are now? I think my journey really starts with with loss and you know, I've lost my mum and my dad and my sister to cancer and, you know, I lost each of them, lost my mum in my 20s, my dad in my 30s, my sister in my 40s and I think being with them and going through that with them and watching them transition has just really given me just the most appreciation for my life and all its trials and tribulations and sticky bits. I think there is so much value in our lives and I I feel like we don't honour that enough. And I think that's why I really appreciate my ageing body and, and the life that I have now. They are reminders for you, I'm sure, every moment of the day. But there's also going to be days that you wake up just not feeling like it. How do you then motivate yourself to say, no, damn it, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm getting out of bed and I'm going to have a great day because the people that I love the most aren't able to do that anymore. Where do you find that strength or do you need to find that every day or do you bounce out of bed every day and go, nope, it's going to be a good one? Oh, no, I need to find it every day. Well, I've been pretty honest and open on my Insta about my mental health issues and the journey, there's that word, the journey that I've been on with them. I have a really simple mantra. I open my eyes, I smile, I say thank you. I feel like that covers it all. Like thank you, Madam Universe, for my day today. We're both Vedic meditation practitioners that that has really um transformed my life in so many ways I've been doing that now for about five years um I have some amazing teachers in my life I have my wishy wishy word as my partner calls it um that I say to myself usually twice a day for 20 minutes um and that really helps keep me, keep my feet on the ground and my head in the place that I need it to be. That's been one of the greatest investments and gifts that I've given myself ever. Me too, I think. And I, and I didn't, oh, I didn't think I needed it as much as I do know I need it now, if that makes any sense. When I first learned a, a girlfriend um, is a wonderful teacher, Tiff Jackson here in Byron Bay, and she said, you have to do it. You just have to do it. So I was like, all right, well, I'll do the course. But I'm, I'm fairly even. I'm fairly content. I'm fairly happy. I, I manage fairly well. And then my goodness, when you do this practice, and again, it's 20 minutes twice a day. And uh, Tiff's thing was, if you can't gift yourself 20 minutes a day, 
you're doing some serious things wrong. You need a, a real reset. And that was true to find 20 minutes. And that's where I realised, oh, yes, I might actually need this. And as you say, our wishy word, which is the mantra that we're given uh, by our teacher, is really just to bring you back into that space, isn't it? And sometimes I find myself saying it over and over and louder and louder and louder in my head because the thoughts are really strong. And other times you don't really need it because you let those thoughts come and thoughts go. Um, but just that reset a couple of times a day really does energize you to to get on with the day yeah absolutely and I have a teacher close to me as well and and I sit on his couch on a Sunday at six o'clock and you know there's you know maybe a handful of people there but then he also does a um has people joining via zoom so there are people all over the world and we sit there and meditate together and it is just beautiful and he always says you know there's no good or bad meditation like you know some days you're you know revising your shopping list in your head or other days it's something else like and then other days it's just sweet like there's no right or wrong and I love that I think um before when I was trying to meditate I was like stop the thoughts stop the thoughts but the thoughts are okay they come up they go it's a real lesson in letting go, I feel. Um, but, yeah, it is. It's one of the best practices that I have. And every now and again I sort of stray away from it and then I can start to feel, you know, what's what's going on with me? Why am I a bit scratchy today? And I reacted, overreacted to that. And eventually it's like, oh, yeah, that's why. That's why because I'm not taking time for myself. Well, we're not supposed to have it all figured out either, are we? I mean, how, how boring would life be if you did wake up every morning and go, ah, oh, I got this. <laughs> Absolutely. You plot on through. I mean, no one has it all worked out. Or do they? Do you have it all worked out, Jane? Never, not ever in my life have I ever had it worked out. I have no idea where I'm going. I just get up in the morning and say thank you and um, do my best to have a good day. And be a good person. And as Tim, my meditation teacher, says, he says, be useful. Go out there and be useful. I really like that. Instead of go out there and find your purpose, like go out and be useful. You're doing that on your site and maybe, again, it's it's sort of therapy for you or is, has a daily post become a part of your routine? Or, I mean, I find your post useful because, A, this beautiful big radiating smile and an even bigger laugh um it brings joy to my day when I'm flicking through it and, and you pop up there that is definitely your purpose um and your usefulness is to make other people I think it's infectious I suppose to make us feel great but you also share a lot on there of not so great moments as well mm. I think you know out on the socials it's easy to scroll through and you know just look at everybody's highlight reel and um you know what I'm doing today and I, I'm quite happy to share the the scratchy bits as well and you know just if that makes other women feel seen and heard then fantastic yeah because I'm just living my life like everybody else and um I think maybe that's why people find me relatable and because I do share the ups and downs you know, it's, it's, I'm just doing my thing. Just down the beach 
or I'm mowing the lawns with the fella or I'm walking the dogs like I'm not I'm not going on jet setting holidays or buying expensive handbags although I don't mind expensive shoes um but yeah just just being a regular person a quick pause to invite you to become part of our growing community. To gain access to all our podcast episodes, a weekly newsletter, and our new free five-day morning challenge that will kickstart your Aging Well journey alongside us, go to theagingproject.com.au. It's that easy. We'd love you to join us. Let's come together, connect, share stories, and reimagine what Aging Well looks like. Now, back to today's show. Okay, so we do a little bit of yoga, we meditate, we have this wonderful sense of community, which we know is is definitely one of the pillars to ageing well and good health um, that you have found, obviously, through, you know, your good girlfriends, but, but also through your um, Instagram community. And I see it in your face, this sort of acceptance that this is how life is now. I can I can enjoy it or I can fight it, but I'm here and I'm giving it a go. And we know too through through what you tell us that um, you've had, you know, you've got kids, you've had a husband, you now moved in with the new fella. I learned that last week. How's that going this week? <laughs> yeah, look, it's been, that's been an interesting journey. And, you know, we met five years ago and it took me five years to decide, yes, I'm happy to move in with you. Um, so we bought a house together. And at the same time, my children moved out of home. Well, my eldest had already gone, but my youngest moved out too. So all of a sudden, it was just the two of us together in a new house, in a new community. And it was a bit of a rocky road there for a little while um, and, and spending a lot of time together all of a sudden. And I really like my time alone. Uh, so navigating that um, has been a bit of an adventure. But, yeah, we're in a really good place now. But, yes, it was not something that I I rushed into. I really, really sat and thought about it. Is this what I want? Do I want to be with this person for the rest of my life? Because he's in his early 60s. I'm 57. I think that's part of the thing as well that's, you know, my sister passed away when she was 57, so I'm really conscious of time moving on and what do I want to do with with the rest of my time? And that was the question, do I want to be with him? And it was a very resounding yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. But, again, like tough coming out of having had a family with children. Did you date or did obviously you met and you sort of, looked from afar and went, he's a bit of all right, I'll give this a go. Like that must be really scary. Yeah, it was interesting because after my marriage wound up, I had a year on my own and I was like, I am not dating. I did get on the apps once and I swiped no so many times, actually ran out of men. And what? what was wrong? Can I? Can we pause there for a second? Okay, so you, you've got up the guts to build yourself a profile. You've put yourself online, and you're madly swiping, going, "No, nah, there was nothing, nothing, nothing appealing, nothing of interest." 
Can I say, if there's any men watching this, like you standing in front of your motorbike shirtless <laughs> with a can of beer, it ain't a turn on. <laughs> what do we want to see? We want to see them with a basket of washing, folded washing. Yes. Don't we? Yes, that's yes. hot. <laughs> Even naked ironing would be better than <laughs> or, or a cheese platter yeah. with a, you know, oh. <laughs> something. Yeah. So I was like, not dating. Not having sex again, not ever living with anyone. I don't care. I was so happy. I remember the first weekend I had the whole house to myself. I was just like, oh my God. Cause I'd been with my husband. We'd been together for like 23 years. Um, so not having had any space to my own for so long, it was just like the best gift. Um, and then, I met my partner, not on an app, but it's a long story, but I met him through his ex-wife's sister. Uh, we all get on very well, so that was that was interesting. And we sort of chatted a bit on the phone. Um, he's not a great texter, so it was a lot of phone calls. And then eventually we agreed to meet and he walked out and I went. I just felt this sort of rising in my heart and I was like oh you're a bit cute and then I looked down at his shoes and I went oh they're gonna have to go <laughs> they weren't motorcycle boots where they went oh no no he, no he might they, have a motorcycle he does have a motorcycle no they were no they're just really bad they they were out in the bed for a while but they've definitely went in hard rubbish um and so then we just, you know, walked, lots of beach walks, lots of chats. It, it it took a while, I think, for both of us to sort of settle into it. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, things happened and that was pretty funny, our first night together. I won't go into detail, but we were both so nervous. And, um, yeah, it, it's been it's been amazing ever since we've learnt a lot together. And he's got two daughters and they've both got two children, so I'm sort of a sub-grandparent as well, which is really lovely because my boys are out there travelling the world and not looking like they're going to be um, having kids anytime soon. So that's been a really lovely surprise and getting to know his daughters. That all sounds very, very beautiful. Yeah, it has been. It's been a real gift. Do you find that you have different boundaries now in the relationship than you had or do you make sure you've got time for yourself? You still sort of sometimes want to have those nights where the house is all yours or are you okay now sort of coexisting with someone again? I still I still very much do like my own time and space. Um, you know, I recently went up to Byron and did a, a Vedic rounding retreat for four days. So... Um, and he's totally cool with me doing stuff like that. We've got another property, so sometimes he goes there as well. So we, we do have that space, which I really like. I'm not so sure about him, but it's, it's a bit of a non-negotiable with me. That's fabulous. And you made him do meditation too. Yes, and that's been, I mean, I know how it feels for me, but watching it transform him has been really amazing. You know, he's got, got his own business and dealing with a lot of people and 
um, from what I hear from the people that work with him, it's it's definitely shifted something in him. It's been it's been it's a lovely thing to do together, but watching that transformation in him has just been such a gift. That's cool. So you sit there sometimes and, and meditate together, which, as you said, even even with your um, instructor or, or your teacher, to sit in a room quietly with other people, you think that's a bit odd. Why would I do that? But it's amazing the energy that that is in that room, even when people are, are very much in their own space. Yeah, there's a real nuance to it, I think. And um, yeah, it's and, and meditating together is really lovely. We sort of tend to roll out of bed, do the tongue scraping thing, brush our teeth, and then sit there and meditate before he tears off. And, you know, as we come out of it, just sort of like, how was it for you? And just having a bit of a discussion about how it felt. Um, that's really lovely too. Yeah, very different to a discussion you would have had with your first boyfriend back when you were teenagers, when you, when you wake up and went, how was it for you? No, no, the meditation. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> or... Or it would have been pass the ciggies and get me along black, you know. But there were times where I started my day like that, Shelley. Gosh. Yeah, very different to uh, gratitude, tongue scrape, meditation. <laughs> so, Jane, what inspires you now? You spend your life inspiring other people. What inspires you? Is it is it books? Do you have anything you can uh, give us to, to head out on our little mission and read? Or is it people that you follow? Oh gosh, so many. You know, I've been hanging out with a lot of young people and that's really inspiring. There's a group of women that I swim with on a Tuesday mornings. I live in Victoria. I swim all year round. I don't need an ice bath like it's bloody cold. And we meet up on a Tuesday morning and it sounds ridiculous, but we do silent disco. So we're all down the beach with headphones on. And we have a bit of a dance and in the middle of winter it's pitch black and we have a bit of a dance and warm up and um, and then we stand in a circle and talk about our feelings and then we strip off and jump in the water. And I'm the oldest one there. Probably the next youngest would be um, 50. And then they're all sort of young mums and just amazing women doing amazing work and I find I find them really inspiring and I live in a fairly small community and you know one of the women's just opened a yoga studio with a beautiful store and you know and they're just they're just doing great things and really looking after themselves and their mental health whilst they're in that really busy period of of raising young kids I find my own boys really, really inspiring. You know, they're 24 and 19. They're, you know, both just about to head to Japan and do another winter season there. My youngest is going to uni next year. He's doing a course called Global Challenges, which is using science to science and entrepreneurship to solve the problems of the world. You know, my eldest is an outdoor education leader. He's off with a group of kids for three weeks up in the mountains. I'm just like, yeah, bloody go and get it. And then other women in my community, older women than me, that, you know, get up every morning, every morning and get in the water. Like, you know, no matter what the weather is and other women that have 
you know, a devout spiritual practice and, you know, and women on the ground doing great things like, you know, Paulina Poroskova and talking about ageing and how vulnerable that made her feel. I feel like she sort of opened the door for a lot of us and she very, very thoughtfully shared some of the things that I'd done. So, um, you know, people found me through her, which was really lovely. Isabella Rossellini, like talking about her chickens with the face full of wrinkles. I'm like, yes. It's crazy because I think it's sort of maybe our generation and you might say, yes, yeah, 60 to 35 maybe, and I don't know whether there's some boomers in there, there's some exes in there, there's probably whatever the next one's down are, but it's like anyone older than that has got it together. You know, they've realised that, hey, you know, I just have to enjoy life. Whatever I went through in my youth, now is my time. And you're saying that the young people that you come in contact with, and I feel the same about my children, even though they're, they're teenagers, they are really inspiring. And they're, you know, if woke's the word to use, I don't know, but they they do get it. It just seems like us in the middle, and whether it's because it's this perimenopause, menopause uh, revolution that we're going through, we're so conscious of getting it right and doing it right and making sure that we are appreciative of life but also still have our family and kids and still want to work, still want to be a little bit of everything. But it's like we're having an awakening that perhaps generations either side of us, you know, our younger ones have been gifted it because hopefully we're better better parents and, and better role models and the older ones are like, screw it, I'm here, I'm done, I'm going to hang in for as long as I can. I don't know, I feel like we're in this transition period and maybe I'm only noticing because it's happening to me now. I think you're right and I, I notice in myself though as I'm getting older I'm aware of time ticking on and and going, okay, I need to make the most of, you know, 10, 20, whatever, how, however many years but I'm aware okay, I need to really step up here and step into the rest of my life. And, and you know, I'm looking at my boys travelling. I'm going, okay, I want to do that too. It's time for me to do that. And I didn't have, I didn't have that desire when I was in the midst of raising, raising my children. I was so focused on them and my partner was working full time and I was working part time. I sort of didn't have the time and space to think about, okay, what do I really want? And now that, you know, they're off doing their thing, I've, I've, I can finally feel into that and also feel that, you know, time isn't infinite anymore. And so whatever I want to do, I need to start making it happen. Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, the 60 plus that you're talking about. I think it is a, one of the gifts of ageing. Like, yep, let's, let's get cracking here. Back in Season 1, Episode 12, we learned about the benefits of collagen from the amazing Dr Frank Lipman. It was that conversation that saw us researching the best possible collagen products we could find for us and for you. I'm excited to say our favourite brands now available inside our sister platform and store, youmusttryit.com. You'll also find a range of fabulous products from gynaecologist Dr Anna Kabeka, who we interviewed in Season 2. I absolutely love her maca powder and keto green protein power. 
after today's episode, perhaps go back and listen to episode two. It's called Let's Take a Menu Pause with Dr. Anna Kabeka. It's worth a listen. Okay, my friends, now back to today's episode. So what's on your life list, Jane? Where do you want to go and who do you want to go with? And is this like a long sabbatical or are you happy just to do little trips? What's going to bring you joy in the future? It's funny, you know, like I've I've never had a desire to go to India. I've always gone, no, too scary, too confronting, not going there. And in the last few weeks, all of a sudden I've gone, I need to go. I don't know why. I'm just like, I need to go. And I need to go um, without my partner, without any friends. I'm happy to go in a group, but not with anyone I know. Like it's almost like this sort of pilgrimage vibe, like, yes, I need to go there. Um, And, you know, my fella and I are talking about travel we would like to do together. You know, the other day we were just saying, you know, we could just sell up and buy a van and just travel around Australia. Like that might be something that we do in a few years. Um, Yeah, I've just got this desire to um, experience as many different cultures as I can and I feel that might have something to do with our extended staycation we had here in Victoria a little while ago. Um, but also, you know, I've got I've got the opportunities, I've got the freedom, I've got the space. Um, it's it's yeah, it's time time to do some stuff like that. And does anything about that frighten you? Like, do you, do you feel ready? Are you are you prepping your body for these adventures? Yeah, I feel ready. Yes, I'm prepping my body. I am, um, you know, moving as much as I can. Uh, I've I've realised over the last few years my mobility. I'm quite flexible, but my mobility has really started to change. Um, you know, I'm getting pains in my feet and my hips and and stuff like that. So I'm really trying to walk as much as I can as well as do some strength training and some yoga and get in the water. I'm getting myself ready for old age. I'm launching myself into ageing. And loving it. I I had this lovely phrase from you that although your body is getting softer, you also feel like you are softening as as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I I used to be, you know, I'm a Torian, so I used to be fairly quick to anger and nowadays it takes a lot to really set me off watch out when it happens because no one is safe but um yeah definitely definitely things are much softer in here and that's that's really lovely because things that used to make me go off now I'm just like yeah yeah and that's the meditation practice as well because it teaches you that pause like just pause before you react. Just take a breath. Just sit with it before you let loose. So, yeah, you know, everything is getting softer. Um, everything. Everything's a bit softer. It's not a bad thing. No, it's a great It's a great <laughs> thing. Yes, you've just got to be kind to yourself, don't you? No, I see it. There's, there's no sort of fear for you getting older and I guess that's that appreciation and knowing that, you know, your sister and your mother haven't been able to enjoy the joys of aging. Uh, what would you say to, to women that are fearful of of what's to come? I get it. I get it. I've been on a rant 
lately about marketing that's fed to middle-aged women about, you know, how they look in men belly and um, apparently this down here is called a fat apron. Like, I'm like, can we stop body shaming women? Like, I'm just done with it, yeah? So being really selective about brands that I support, the whole anti-aging rubbish stuff, I'm just done with that as well. Um, and just learning to accept how I look and that's been a journey as well. Like, you know, I, I <laughs> when I first started getting these wrinkles here, I would wake up in the morning and I'd go, oh, I slept on this side, funny. You know, I must sleep on this side tonight. And then I realised after a few weeks, no, they're actually always there. Like it's permanent, you know. Grey eyebrows, grey everything. I did not know that everything went grey. Um you know, it's hitting hair, but I can grow a moustache. Like, what is with that? <laughs> but, you know, just trying to meet it with joy and some lightness and just always remembering, like I said, you know, we're meant to change. This is meant to happen. Yep. And while, you know, media and marketing might be telling us, you know, you can put the brakes on ageing, well, wow, what a gift if you can actually age well you as an influencer on influencer I'm sure I mean again you must find that a little bit crazy that brands are coming to a, a middle-aged woman for um some support and advertising and endorsement that that's new yeah and and that was interesting I got approached by an agency last year amazing people and I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, we think we think that lots of brands would love to work with you. I was like, okay, all right, I'll give it a go. And lo and behold, it's it's happened and I've had the opportunity to work with some really amazing brands and bless, you know, some of them some of them are still using terms like, you know, fight fight fine lines and wrinkles and of you know combat aging and and I've just gone I can't actually say that like I just I can't have those words come out of my mouth and they come back and they're like oh we get it we get it yep sure absolutely you know put your spin on it so that's been really great as well um but yeah there's been there's been some amazing brands I've worked with and it's it's a little surprising, but also I'm just gl- glad that marketing and advertising agencies are realising that, you know, at this time of our life, a lot of us have cash and we're ready to spend it. So you'd better lift your game and make sure that it's, that it's something that appeals to us and you're not making us feel shit about ourselves because I know in my head I'm I can easily do that to myself. I don't need anyone else doing it to me. Jane, besides a love of life, is there anything that actually helps you on your ageing well journey? Do you take any supplements um, or is there something in your diet that you think is a must-have? I've got a cupboard full of supplements, Shelley. (laughs) Probably my favourite one, and I know that you have it um, at your online store and you must try it, is L-theanine. So 
One of my menopause symptoms, which is still a little tricky for me, was sleep. And I think out of everything I tried, that was one of the best supplements. And it's something that I still take. Yeah, it's been really valuable. Um, The other thing that I really love, and I know I've seen you on yours, is the Shakti mat. I was online the other day. Sometimes at night I sit with it under my feet while I'm watching TV and just rub rub my feet on it. Um, that That is a really great tool and my fella uses that a lot as well. I find that like a cheat wellness activity because basically you're lying down. So I figure if you can get through that first 10 seconds, you can be on there for 20-odd minutes. But if you're a little bit like me and fundamentally lazy and, you know, don't like a lot of <laughs> I like doing a lot. At least using a shakti, I feel like I've achieved something. If I haven't gone for a walk or done any exercise, oh, at least I've done my shakti bet. Yeah, yeah. And it is really getting past that those first sort of 30 seconds where you're like, oh, my God, I don't think I can do this. And and then it just sort of eases and it just when you get up, I mean, getting up's a little tricky, but when you get up, that's really good. And, you know, all the usual things like magnesium, zinc, as far as food goes, I tend to eat everything. I've got a bit of a sweet tooth, so I try. I'm struggling a little with that. Um, Coffee's a non-negotiable for me. Um, But, yeah, I think as far as supplements go, it's just you'll, you'll know it when you find it which is the right thing for you. And and the great thing is with your online store is you've done all the hard work, you've tried everything, it's all there already. We all know that it's low tox and good for us, which is really important. Thank, thank you for shopping with us. <laughs> What's that one piece of advice that you would give your friends um, heading into the ageing well arena? Walk as much as you can. You know, it sounds ridiculous, but I am new to walking. (laughs) Like it's not enough to go and do a Pilates class and then go, okay, I've done my exercise for the day. That That's an add-on to your 10, 12, 14,000 steps. Um, I, I took it off for the interview, but I've just got like a cheap little pedometer thing and um, that really makes me accountable because I thought I was doing, you know, 10 to 12,000 steps a day and then I realised through wearing that that, you know, I was doing six, seven, eight, like not enough. My dog's super happy. He's lost a couple of kilos because I'm like, right, come on, we've got to get to 10,000. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, walking, meditating, um, and being useful, just be useful. Have you backed off the booze as you've got older? Oh, uh, look, I was a big party girl. I stayed awake once for three days. Don't ask me how I did it. And, gosh, probably maybe 10 years ago, it's not that alcohol was a problem for me, but I realised I realized that I was looking at the clock waiting for 5 o'clock. I realised that when my girlfriends were coming over, you know, to have dinner with the kids, the kids' dinner thing, that alcohol was becoming a big part of that. I realised that I didn't like how it made me feel and I just stopped. It, it, it was tricky. It was probably a good two years before I felt really comfortable in social settings, not drinking. Um, 
and I will occasionally have a drink if there's French champagne going, not Australian sparkling, sorry, but the real deal, I'm like, yeah, give me a glass. I love a gin. That might be something I do maybe once a month, um, but I don't ever, I rarely will have a second glass. It's like, yeah, that's enough. That's going to do me. And I have noticed with some of my friends, and they'll fully admit this, that as they're aging, it's becoming a bit of an issue. And um, and especially I think we can often use it, you know, we think, oh, it'll help us sleep better or um, I deserve it or uh, it's a treat, it helps me unwind. I think especially as you're going through menopause, it just has the opposite effect. So if you can sort of just even watch watch yourself Go through, go through that, go through those choices. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely not a major part of my life anymore. Amen to that. You are, you are an extraordinary teacher, a, a tremendous influencer. But more than that, just a damn right hot bird. And I am so thrilled to have come across you and to introduce you to the Aging Project community. You'll find Jane at The Middle Age Goddess on Instagram. And she is prolific in her posts and she will keep you laughing and giggling and crying and thinking um, about how wonderful it is to be at this stage of life and how much we have to look forward to. So thank you, Jane, for sharing yourself um, with all of us. And please keep it up because we need you in our lives. We need you in our world. You are definitely a goddess. Thank you, Shelley. And, you know, thank you for all the work that you do in this space. The podcast is amazing. Like the knowledge that you're sharing and giving to all of us as we age is so important and um and even you know using the word aging in there is um is really amazing because aging is amazing well thank you it is look I didn't even know I needed this podcast I had no idea what on earth we were getting into and 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 what we would talk about and who we would find. And I'm so honoured and delighted and thrilled and humbled by um, the wonderful guests that we've had that just want to share how good ageing is and how to do it better and how to make yourself feel good about it. And, yeah, we're all here just just doing our best. It's <laughs> all you can do and as long as you're having a good time at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm sure, like me, Jane has convinced you that ageing is amazing and what a great motto that is for us to have every morning when we wake up. Look yourself in the eye and say, yes, ageing is amazing. Lots of wonderful things in there for us to all take away. I don't know if you're into a silent disco, but I might hunt one down, probably doing it in the dark, on the beach, in the morning is the... (laughs) only way you'd get me to one. So that might be something just for me. Living life, staying connected with all age groups seems to be Jane's key. And I love the fact that she has a life list of things that she wants to get through while she's still young enough to enjoy them. 
heading back in there to the dating scene. I hope that's inspired some of you or perhaps a little bit hesitant on that front. She's found love again and I think that really is such a beautiful thing. So again, Jane, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your wonderful inspiration um, and your gorgeous teachings. What a great episode of The Aging Project. Please share this with anyone who you think needs a little bit of a smile, a little bit of a laugh and some inspiration. I'm Shelley Craft. I'll see you again soon. As always, The Aging Project podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. Always seek medical advice from a qualified practitioner.